going to have the deboned segment because we are on the final stretch of issues of Bones magazines and we have two very special guests joining us in the studio today. Hello girls. Hi. Hello. Hello. We have uh, the mysterious M&K <laughs> joining us in the studio um, and you have a submission this fortnightly edition of Bones for the very first time and it takes on a little bit of a different tone from some of the more personal <laughs> things that get submitted into Bones magazine what do you submit into bones well we have a chip review nice yeah nice. i know you know it's some of the stuff in there is very serious but we take this pretty seriously too so mm. okay know? so this is kind of a labor of love for yeah, you too definitely. and it's been going on for quite some time is that right yes we did have a blog which we then abandoned because we were lazy but now this is really going to inspire us to keep it going oh, hell yeah. you've got three issues left to get them out so <laughs> yeah. it'll be a short-term kind it of project um, um but you went to starfish which is at st Clair, um mm. and you reviewed the chips was this a recent review yes. am i dogging you guys right no now? this was this recent. was recent okay oh, this was four bones okay like, this wasn't just a you know another <laughs> trip about and Sinclair. Just, yeah we did actually we left we left uni early because we thought you know we don't want to get there at the friday night rush you know oh, want to yeah. give them a Smart. chance to, catholics in their fish yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we thought give them a chance to submit their best work so yeah, yeah friday friday afternoon and give it us was. the lowdown well, do you want to take over Starfish the Starfish chips. Um, in summary, it was, I guess, just disappointing. Okay, okay. We've expected Harsh. more from them in the past. Don't worry, they don't sponsor anything on Radio 1. Exactly. So oh, you, you can go... You're anonymous. That's yeah, why we're anonymous. True, true, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and why were they disappointing? I guess, well, there are a few reasons. Mm. The seasoning just wasn't really up to scratch. Because we just salt? Like it. it was just salt. Oh. Just table salt. Oh, you know, it wasn't that. even Himalayan. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a bit disappointing. There wasn't quite enough of it either. And, yeah, what else? Were they? they were disappointing because they were in a cool bowl. What we thought was a cool bowl. Yeah. But it had a weird, well, how would you describe the shape? It was just deep. And deep then, bowl. And then the chips at the bottom just got, they got the steam capturing there and it got soggy. Got it happens. It a happens. lot of soggy boys at the base. A lot of so- <laughs> <laughs> hate a soggy boy. I don't mind a soggy boy, but I don't well, want a soggy. Now and again. I don't yeah. want a soggy French fry. Yeah, they're French oh, that's fries as well. I've never heard oh. of a soggy French fry. Soggy French fry. French fries yeah, are nasty. very thin, so Probably it's not. Yeah. It's just a black. Like bit of soggy it's just sad it's like noodle. wet bread you know yeah noodle yeah yeah that's not fun and you guys were talking about um the chips at the kendrick concert last night how did we find those um, well also, live to ear chip review come on yeah. give it to us <laughs> <laughs> we would say also disappointing actually you're hard well, to please we are <laughs> that's that's french fries, so. <laughs> that's also french fries so comparable weren't they i, I don't guess. think you, it's easy it's not hard to get a french fry right Hmm. It's yeah, just got to be crispy true. and salty. Some kind of nice seasoning. But these ones yeah. weren't crispy enough. Yeah. Where do you find the best French fries in Dunedin? French fries? I don't know. I guess we're not loyal French French fry people. Or just chips. We? The best mm. chips. Best so far. Oh, big question, big question. Yeah, we do ask the big questions yeah, on this do. show. Yeah. Oh, no, we have a favourite. You oh. do. Can we say it? Yeah. Oh, please. At Great Wall. Oh, yeah. Great Wall. Nice. That's very close to our house. I know where we're eating every single night this week. It's in a bit of a different league from, you know, your restaurant Oh, really? It is? Yeah. And one thing that... Tell them the tip. Here's a tip. Okay. (laughs) Tip for all the young listeners out there. so excited. When you get your chips from Great Wall, you've got to ask for them well done. 
Ooh. I didn't know you had to ask for chips to be. A term normally reserved for steak. We used to just ask extra extra crispy, but they'd uh, correct us and say, well done. So we just just took to it. Maybe they were just congratulating you. (laughs) You made the right choice. Well done. Well, Well, we have these resident um, chip experts in the studio, but also there's some other content in Bones magazine. (laughs) Some other great content. Yeah, it is. It's other great. That was great enough for us. Um, if you're not talking about Bones Magazine, is a magazine that runs out of Radio One ninety one FM. You can come up to the Radio One studios between nine and five, in between working hours, any working day of the week, and grab yourself a free copy of the Zine that runs out. It's edited by Erin Broughton, who is the music director at Radio One, um, and it's been her little love child for quite some time. In fact, for fifteen issues, we are now up to late July twenty eighteen. Have you guys been following this? Since its conception? We have. I have the first one sitting on my desk nice. in my office because I thought, you know what, when this goes to the big time, mm. I'm chucking that on trade me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Signed as well, you can Treasure sign it. it. Done. I thought about putting it in my fridge because I read that on there. I was like, recycle it, put it at the bottom of your vegetable bins in the fridge. And I was like, great idea. Yeah. And I thought, Taking advice mm. from Dunn. Love yeah, it. yeah. It's a great idea, but also the magazine is so beautiful that yeah. I, it, it was, would feel yeah. sacrilegious Agreed. to do that something wrong, like to that. just have those soggy bits of spinach, you know, in the bag sitting on top of it. it would yeah, just, true. No one wants that. Yeah, yeah no, great. it's um, it's beautiful risograph printed zine. Still can't believe it's free. It's free. Why yeah. would you not come and get it? You can also get it in um, a lot of the nice trendy cafes around town. Um, mm. Also in relics and in various other locations. They get like mystery drops. Of good goods. Mystery yeah, drops. every every couple of weeks. It's a fortnightly publication as well. So the brand new edition, issue 15, came out this morning. Uh, you have to wait a couple of weeks for issue 16 to come out. But this, as we were saying before, very special issue, because I don't know if you girls noticed, but this is the first issue that Erin has ever yeah, submitted did something. See that. Yeah. Super and her cool. piece was great. Yeah, it was. Admirable. Oh, and oh, yeah, we could <laughs> um, we can maybe talk about that for just a wee second now that we have brought it up. Um, this is in I don't want to kind of perpetuate Erin's like thoughts and feelings because mm. she is not here to talk about that mm-hmm. on the show. Um, I would just rather kind of go around the circle and just oh. what what did we kind of think from it? Was there anything that uh, perhaps you have experienced in your own life or you know of someone else? Of course, you don't have to you know talk about hmm. whatever. What were your thoughts about it? Because I thought for... If, so, sorry, guys. I'll go first. Um, <laughs> well, there you go. Come on. Um, Don't take we, all the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we said very briefly before that uh, a lot of people have gone through quite a progression with Writing for Bones as this has been out for almost a year now. Uh, some people, like myself, started off very impersonal with what mm-hmm. they submitted and gradually kind of opened up as time went on. But it seems like Erin just kind of absorbed everyone else's progress and just went straight to the Damn. point. Exactly. Yeah, she went She went out there and, and um, said what what she'd been feeling and maybe had felt a bit isolated by what she was feeling. Uh, this is in terms of um, kind of sexuality and perhaps leaning more to the asexual side of life. So what about you, Raf? What do you what Well, are you I, when I was younger, I like didn't really have any interest in anyone mm. until I was about maybe like 14 or 15. I just didn't find... Just wasn't anything. Really. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. like I just wanted a friend, really. Yeah, friends were nice. Yeah, and and, and else that, a bit more complex. Did that make you feel like you well, weren't 
part but of the I, I felt weird about it and then when I was about 14 I got mm. my first smartphone Ooh. and uh, I was very happy with it I got a Huawei oh, <laughs> nice. And, uh, nice. I downloaded the BBC News app um, as you do and I an article came up about a woman doing like a testimonial about her asexuality mm. and how she felt about it and then it listed all these statistics and I was like oh my god this is completely normal. Yeah, why, it's fine. Yeah, this is a hundred percent fine. Why? Why did I ever feel that that was weird? Yeah. Ever? So, yeah. And then to hear people talking about it as well in Bones, which is an incredibly digestible and accessible like piece of you know literature, it was fantastic and it was great and it was just really great to see it put in someone else's words as well. It's very hard to see from people's perspectives on these issues because you get quite in your own head about it. So yeah. to see someone else writing about it with a level of acceptance that was just wonderful. It was just fantastic. Yeah. What about you girls? Mm. Yeah. I've, I've known someone who is identified as asexual and it was a really difficult um, time. Well, yeah, confusing time for them because it's just not talked about at all. And I don't know, our whole society is kind of based around finding a partner so y you must feel cr kind of crazy but it's just so cool to read read things and like publish things that talk about it because oh you have so many questions like what yeah what does that feel like to not yeah. feel yeah. like me yeah exactly mm. and she said um it also made her feel like quite immature when she was talking to other people of her same age group and also because the climate in Dunedin is so kind of sex-fueled at times, yeah. you know, that's all that people talk about Student and it's all city. that's going on, you know, there are hormones raging everywhere. Um, the just kind of isolation aspect of it, I think, was quite interesting for me. Um, mm. Just to, She talked about having discussions with people and feeling like she was totally outside of those discussions because she didn't feel the same way as, as they felt and she thought that mm. that was wrong. So, I don't know, that was quite interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, to hear someone's opinion, as you said before, it's finally put into words maybe yeah. what some you've experienced or someone else you know has experienced. Um, so that was a great first piece, and thanks, Erin, for finally writing for your own magazine. Yeah. Really nice of you. Charitable for her to do that. Yeah. Um, there are a few other pieces. Uh, I really liked Lisa's piece in the front. That was a good laugh. I mean, <laughs> you never get a bad a oh, bad article. Good, the sport one. Oh, the sport one. Yeah, that. the sport one. Um, <laughs> And has anyone else, again, in the circle, putting the question out to the <laughs> circle, um, been kind of good at something when they were younger, kind of lamented <laughs> when they were older and they no longer did that thing? Is that something that any of oh, you guys right. have been through? That's a good question. I guess maybe when you're a kid, you kind of have a confidence in some aspects that you don't have as an adult. And yeah. so I think I would have tried a lot different things as a child, but now I'd just be like, no, I'll definitely be bad at that, so I definitely won't try it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think I was more of an insecure child and I just didn't want to try anything at all. <laughs> that side of it. <laughs> um, she talked about like also accepting um, like her body as, mm. as a sports mm. person and as a woman as a sports person because, of course, we have like the high-profile sportswomen that talk mm. about body, body positivity and accepting your body the way that it is, is formed and in that case might be um, really strong, like in the legs or in the... like like um, torso area which is what she was talking about and how mm. she wished she had accepted that and kind of loved that part about herself mm. when mm. she was young and still had those physical attributes from being really good at sport 
Um, but now she's really good at other things. So that's all right. That's right. Like writing. Yeah, exactly. Writing yeah. and multi-talented award-winning narrative designer. So just want to put that yeah. in there Amazing. as well. Yeah, I liked yeah, the adding that sort of gender element. We were actually just discussing on the way here about sports and success in sports and how you know most sports were invented by men right mm. and so they meet the physical attributes of men well yeah. you know like look at basketball it's made for tall people yeah. you know typically uh, men <laughs> it's hard <laughs> typically right and so those masculine attributes uh, are strength really mm. so you know it is hard for women to carve out a space when you think that the very game is oriented towards the strengths of men mm. and so when you can carve out a space and generally because you do sort of have some of those more masculine or typically masculine features I think that's you know really interesting yeah that was really nice of her to touch on as well it's all of the kind of unspoken things that get put out in bones and you don't really realize that it's something that affects you up people around you until you read it and then it's like Mm. oh that's thing that I've been thinking about but haven't really put (laughs) into words or put into a coherent thought yet um, going through a little bit more, uh, we had a really lovely account from Jess Thompson, uh, who is also the cultural editor over at the Critic Offices next door to Radio 1, just so you know where to go if you want to pick up a Bones magazine, maybe. That'd be really cool. Um, she went away on exchange for a while, and she talked about um, how she felt. It's the same sort of kind of isolationist feeling uh, when she was both away but then came back to Dunedin and crashed like that Dunedin depression that people talk mm. about once they've been away for a while um, and her rediscovery of, of the kind of magical aspects of Dunedin she's from Dunedin so um, the parts that she reconnected with because of um, you know where she grew up or the experiences that she wanted to have that she had on exchange but wanted to transfer over mm. coming back to Dunedin um, so that was that was really nice because have either of you gone on exchange or no no, not, I, not yet. I'm from Invercargill too, so Dunedin still seems very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> so we <didn't> have to. <laughs> and right next to this article, and I'm very excited for you, my my best mate and my co-host. Thank you. Because this is your very first article in Bones Magazine, yes. and I've been prodding you for quite some time. You really have to submit an article, and I would like for you to talk a wee bit more well, about it. Um, the problem with this article is that it's really hard to understand. I I tried, but there's a point to that. There is a you point. Explain I, that. I, I, so it's about surrealist literature and film and I really really liked surrealism but surrealism like at one point nearly ruined my life because it was all I cared about and I just stopped paying attention to things that were actually happening in real life because (laughs) it's so much more interesting written in surrealist literature and film Um, and it stopped me from actually realising things so this is about how much I love it and how it actually kind of also it's really important to not just rely on bizarre comparisons to find points of truth in your life you should just look at the truth that you see Mm. wherever else you are Um, and the title itself is a terrible joke. Um, Do you want to explain it? Jokes are funnier so, when you explain yeah, it. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to talk about... Um, no, it's okay. But but if people listening, they might read it after true. they've listened to you on here, so then they can understand what, where you're coming from. No, no, you're right. Um, so the title is How to Take a Joke, A Guide to Resilience. Um, and I talk about how... Uh, I essentially talk about how uh, within literature people make statements about ego and um trying to improve yourself and 
uh, trying to uh, and then indulging in being sad sometimes like indulging in your despair because you kind of want people to ask you how you are which is a thing that everyone does and I try and compare that to be I made a title that didn't make any sense to try and get people to ask me what it meant as like mm. a comparison to that so as if to say I want like a lot of people use bizarre comparisons to get people to talk about themselves when you can just talk to people and you don't have to do it in a really weird and annoying and frustrating way. So so in a way your your piece of writing is like a piece of surrealist literature. Hopefully. What, what you've done here. That's what it's hopefully which coming Which is really up clever. Thank like, you. Um, I feel like I didn't get it because I'm not cultured enough to understand oh, any I mean, of your references. I just felt dumb the whole time I read it. No, I, I can promise it was not my intent but I think that yeah there's a yeah I can, yeah. <laughs> there'll, there'll be an audience that thinks Hopefully. this is, this is right, rather wonderful. <laughs> you guys a fan of surrealism in any kind of... I can't say it's something I know a lot about. No, me neither. No, but um, I'm like, about to. The title, <laughs> at first, I read the title of that and I was like, no, because I thought it was going to be some kind of, I don't know, antagonistic yeah. <laughs> like, thing. Well, we can't talk about things anymore. Yeah. What about? Oh. That's what I was expecting. I was like, oh, surely not, Erin, surely not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was so relieved. So <laughs> that sort of distracted me from the content. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I was warned of that. <laughs> Um, going right along, just we flip over the page. Um, Wyatt has given us something a wee bit different for Bones this week. Indeed. Um, he collects knives. So yeah. <laughs> Bones, you never really know what you're going to get in a Bones. Um, you're just going to open it up and there might be anything. So we've got Surrealism, next page, knife collection. Um, and Wyatt has been on the show before. He's, he's good, good friend of the show, lovely good friend boy. of Deboned. Lovely, lovely boy. Um, and he has recently bought some really expensive whetstones and uh, in Bones magazine everyone has their own segment title and the only thing that needs to be included in that is the word one because this magazine runs out of Radio 1 and Bones, one, it's good, mm. it all works together, oh, we finally Ooh. worked out how it oh. works. <laughs> uh, so his, his little segment's actually called Whetstone. So he's titled this one actually about whetstones, which yes. is quite sweet. And for people that don't know what whetstones are, it's like a, a block of wood, or a block of wood, a block of a stone that has varying levels of grit, like sandpaper, different sizes, and you use different ones to sharpen different stages right. of sharpening stages of like sharpening a knife. And you need like eight to get like the perfect sharpen. It's like an incredibly laborious process, but it creates like the sharpest possible blade you can get. He talks about um, shaving his legs with his knife, yeah. here, which is quite funny. That is kind of insane. <laughs> so they're so sharp that he was just getting the hair off his legs. Yeah. Maybe people just need like sharper knives to get better chips. Maybe that's <laughs> that something that you guys oh, could consider. Actually, though, point. we often see places, you know, bragging about having hand-cut chips, mm. you know, like as if that's something to brag about. I've, I've cut a potato before. <laughs> It's not that hard. <laughs> it's always that rustic element, right? It it's like is. handmade. Handmade. It's handmade. Yeah. With our local aioli. From our own cows. They do it in such big chunks. It's just like you're eating roast yeah. potatoes now. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Like wedge hybrid. Honestly. Yeah, well, I thought on. you were like pointing at something. Oh, no, I was just like... <laughs> that potato in the room. Agria? Waxy red. I, what I really liked about this piece, though, was the passion that came through it. Because, you know, knives isn't something I'm, you know, greatly interested in. But I was really captivated by this because of that passion mm. that was flowing mm. through the piece. And I guess that's a sort of a theme in all of the articles, is that passion about something, whether that be knives or chips or what, you know. But I thought that was really, I think that really made this piece, that passion coming through. I agree. Enjoyed I it. think 
people make me care about topics that I wouldn't know Mm. about otherwise than Bones, which was really lovely. Um, In the middle of every Bones magazine, there's a poster. Why would you not get one? It comes with free art that you can put on your wall. Um, And this one this week is designed by uh, Tash Marakva. Is it Marakva or Marakva? Uh, I think it's Marakva. Marakva, um, who... I mean, limited knowledge, but she was the graphic designer at Critic for a few years. Um, also so lovely and potentially on the show next week, so that's very exciting. We're having the artist edition. Just a little update Ooh, for you guys. I'm excited. It's going to be usurped <laughs> in a week's time. Um, but she's done this really cool graphic of um, like a forest at night um, with wolves and a dog on a, a dog doggo. bed. The dog on the dog the bed. Highlight. <laughs> <laughs> Good doggo. Yeah, just the just the wee um, do- on a dog related note. We have a dog at Radio Once. If we can't convince you to come and get a bones, um, there's a dog that will greet you and give you hugs. Her name is Charlie. Yes. If you don't come for anything else, just come for a Charlie hug. Agreed. In the middle of bones, also there's the Ecotone, which is the gig guide. You guys going to any? this week? Well, we've already been to our one concert for the year, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's us now. <laughs> oh, gosh. You mean Spot open on. mic night hosted by me, a song at Inchbart isn't isn't really grabbing it, the fancy? It well, it's a school night. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> what time were we in bed last night? <laughs> we were like, come on, Kendrick, come on, gotta get to bed. <laughs> Sun's gone down, Kendrick. <laughs> you're, like, you're supposed to be out at 8.30 so I can be home by 10. <laughs> um, there are a couple of small pieces in the middle as well. There's a lot of content in this week. There are a Hell lot yeah. of people that have contributed. I think more and more people are contributing as the kind of countdown starts for Bones. Only a few issues left. Uh, anyone can submit to Bones. You email bones at r1.co.nz. Uh, just send anything through to Erin. There's all sorts. There's personal anecdotes. There's poetry. There are comics. There's art. There's all sorts of stuff, photo essays. Um, even if you have a gig that you want printed in the Ecotone, which is the gig guide, just email it through to bones at r1.co.nz. Only a few more chances to get that in, so make sure if you are a fan of Bones or a soon-to-be fan, you give Erin an email. Um, Nicole has submitted this definition of almost friend, yeah, which is quite cool. Yes, didn't we? <laughs> what did you girls think about that? We thought number three, a mm. person who has let you down one time's too many... That was quite relevant to Modex, we thought, on the chip front. <laughs> oh my god! I actually yes. just realised I was like, she's gonna, she's yes, gonna say going. something poignant, yeah, and it's there's god, yeah. no it's chips. She's it's still poignant. Yeah. <laughs> poignant. Agreed. Yeah. So Modex you know, is let you down. So know. inconsistent. You know, sometimes you get in a lot of seasoning. Sometimes you get in barely any. Sometimes you get in a big portion. Sometimes the crispy boys, mostly not. It's just, just too inconsistent. Yeah, there were good old days when you always got. A big bowl, overflowing. Mm, God, heyday. And it was open past two o'clock. Do you remember? <laughs> I remember that. Those oh, were the days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Modex is just inconsistent yeah. in general. I just yeah. avoid it. Yeah. Go to the other end of George Street. Yeah, yeah you'll be right. Um, and then Eliana has a segment called Honey, and she submits poetry. She's like the resident Bones poet, I like mm. to call her, because she submits some really lovely poetry um, to almost every single Bones magazine uh, entitled this this fortnight, How I Learnt to Speak. Learned, sorry, not learnt. That's not a word. I'm going to take the reins now. Yeah, take, take you've over. Already, you've already embarrassed me a little bit, but I thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, this is... Um, I bloody love this article you've written. It is fantastic, and it's so poignant. And the you're best biased, thing about your articles, <laughs> in my mind, and perhaps <laughs> the best thing about your articles is that you, they always come from like you have the idea when you're doing something completely like 
like like just something weird, which is what I like. And you were the context. of This article was fantastic, as is the content. Would you like to walk us through it? Oh sure. I thought you were taking over, but oh, that's no, no, fine. No. I was. To- I'm introducing you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your hype man. Just read the damn article. <laughs> um. Okay, so the context of this article, um, I do a lot of art things, don't know if you know that, but now you do. Uh, I also live in Wellington half of the time, not in Dunedin. I was at the Douse, which is in Lower Hutt, and Shannon Tao was doing a an artist talk about his current exhibit, which is called My Life in a Tunnel, um, and it's still on at the Douse if you're in Wellington at any point. The, the Lower Hutt's really hard to get to, but you know, just make the effort. Um, I'd just gone to this artist talk where he had translated This Bitter Earth by Dinah Washington into Te Reo Māori and it was uh, very, like it was a very emotional experience. Um, he had his child there as well who was speaking Te Reo to him when he was um, doing the talk. Uh, everyone came out of it a bit teary-eyed, it was all a bit emotional, it's a bit of a serious article that I'm about to talk about. Um, but I came out of that um, still kind of feeling the effects of it and I got in my car and I put on Google Maps I was going to going to a friend's house didn't know how to get there um, going along the urban motorway and my maps told me to go to Aotea Key down, please turn down Ooh. Aotea Key and you know after I just had this cultural experience at the art gallery something really kind of hit and, and hurt mm. about that um, really harsh vowel sound because it's Aotearoa that's how you how you pronounce it or close close enough to that um, and then it got me thinking and I was like how could we change the system so that there was some sort of passive education system going on like that was integrated into our technology that we use every day so that there was no area of formalized space for te reo education uh, within like the older generation in New Zealand in particular who don't want to be told what Mm. to do or what to say they don't want it it's like the Don Brashes they don't want it forced down their throats (laughs) they don't want that um But if you are pronouncing words um, or areas correctly and you are using a GPS system already and that is something that you use every day, it's this it's just like simple absorption that Mm. if you are, instead of being told to go to Wakawite, you're told to go to Waikawaiti, which is just out of Dunedin, um, people learn the correct pronunciations and then they pass them down to their friends and to their children and to to their family and then we don't have this weird kind of cultural rift that is also perpetuated by technology so I was wondering how we could, sorry I'm talking a lot but um, I was wondering how we could fix it, there's already an app that Vodafone um, and Google Maps uh, tried to successfully create last year in uh, Maori language week which is in September uh, called Say It Tika which means say it correctly uh, it, it did work and it is still like it's still out there and you can still use it but no other map service I was using Apple Maps at the time has um, uh, decided to kind of share that database or take that idea um, and I'm not saying that Apple is um, discriminating against mm. our indigenous people I'm saying that it's just a form of discrimination against all you know across the board discrimination yeah. I have no doubt that all the indigenous place names in the world are being pronounced incorrectly on Apple Maps I have no doubt about that um, but I believe that the, I kind of <laughs> I almost put like all of these action steps and I was like here's the action that's plan what that's why your articles are so not great because you often give people like if you're reading this and you can change this this is how you should do it here's the problem you, you give a here's solution you, you create solutions I believe that what we could do and I don't know how to do this because I'm I'm terrible with technology but 
um, there could be some sort of common database across all of the the map services um, that could have some sort of communal contribution service where uh, people could contribute the correct pronunciation and then um, using there there is f- like phonetic recognition software in your phone already that's mm. already a part of your phone um, to either weigh up uh, which <clears throat> which of them are most similar and then use the one that is most similar across the board or have a votes, voting-based system, either one, um, and that could then replace this um, this voice, um, the, like, inauthentic yeah. Apple the robot cold. voice yeah, exactly. that tells you how to go Barely to a sounds like it was key. a person in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that could re- replace it, and uh, I believe it needs to be a self-regulating service because at the moment, because the service isn't self-regulating with, say, Tika, it's not being seen across the board in all hmm. the other map-sharing services. Anyway, I've spoken far too long about this, but... Um, that was just something that I had thought about and I didn't know where to put it so I put it in Bones. <laughs> That's another thing Bones is good for. <laughs> Sorry to talk girls for so long. Yeah, it, was, it was great. Just having a wee Anti Don Brash moment. <laughs> Every day Always is an Anti Don Brash day. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's God, right. Yeah. That's what Radio One is for. Um, we've got a whole page about lovey stuff. So we've just got a couple of um, like declarations of love, which mm. is quite sweet. Um, Hennessy has used the title for Marlon Williams' most recent album, which is like one of my favourite albums of all time. God, yeah. Instantly. And even an Amy Whitehouse tick. reference as well. There we go. Good music taste. It's a tick from me. Um, do you guys like Marlon Williams? If you yeah. don't, you can Enough. leave right now. <laughs> Enough Get to out. say on the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Samuel Wilstone recently got engaged, and it's quite sweet to hear him talk about his fiance. And it's all—it's quite—it's like Rude. we've almost seen like life progressions from people as um, the magazine has progressed as God, well, yeah. which is quite cool. So when are you getting engaged? Yeah, because we've had two people get engaged now, haven't we? Yeah, like yeah. third. So yeah. Write about it yeah. for the next one. I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll propose Do we have a chip related story to go with? <laughs> um, we'll think of one. <laughs> uh, it's like those people who use, um, I don't know, like KFC as like a corsage or something. Oh, yeah. That kind of or thing. Or like hide the ring in the cheesecake or something. Yeah, like, yeah. like open up the thing yeah. and it's just like a French fry like oh. a circle French Ooh, fry and that's the ring good. that's Ooh. the engagement ring yeah I like that it's ephemeral yeah, yeah. right. I'd accept a like, few of those yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too bad you're anonymous <laughs> um, and then Millie has done a really lovely submission uh, near the back she's called the backbone and it's quite nice because I do yeah. she is submitted to almost every single bones maybe every single one I'm not sure um, and she writes excellently as well yeah, it's, just, it's a cut above that's for sure it's always quite a pleasure to read um, her writing in the backs about uh, again like isolation there is quite like a uh, tone of isolation Mm. that people have been talking about in this fortnightly edition of Bones Um, arguably the best page of all of Bones every week is the done page the very back page no exception this week with inspired by uh, kind of a lesser known English singer from a very small town called Warrington where my family is from in (laughs) England in Manchester have you heard of Mr. Astley before (laughs) yes I have have you? I've been rickrolled a few times. Yeah, yeah and I have. <laughs> That's fair. Oh dear, it happens to the best of us. It does. Well, everyone that reads Bones is going to get rickrolled <laughs> they as are. well. Uh, because what is on the back page? Anyone? What is it? We're no strangers to love. Yep. Are yeah, you going to sing it now? I, <laughs> I, I don't have the energy. We've got the accent. Though. We've got. <laughs> yeah, true. We've got to oh. 6.30 and everyone's just tanking at this point. Um... So that is your issue 15 of Bones. 
What are your thoughts about bones holistically? Of mm. all the bones issues, do you guys have a favourite? Was there a favourite piece of art? Was there a favourite article? What stood out the most in bones for you two? Oh, that's a big question. It is. I'm sorry I didn't prepare really you for question. that. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. I think I'm going to um, kind of cheat on the answer. I just like the style. The covers all lined up. Mm. There's something common about them, but different yeah mm. beautiful yeah always mm. different inks used as well so there's a different so different color scheme for every single bones mm. that's cool yeah i think probably just to go back to what i was saying before i just like i like reading about people and their passions and whether they're passionate about apple maps or, <laughs> or love it <laughs> or Surrealism. <laughs> Whatever that was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Golden crunchy just, potatoes. Golden oh, crunchy yeah. potatoes. Yeah. So, so what can we can what can we expect in the future from you guys? What's coming up in oh, the chip do reviews? We do a spoiler alert. We oh, did, go on. We do have another one, <gasps> don't we? Just for the fans, come on. We went up to Dog with Two Tails. You did. Mm. Lesser known venue, Dog mm. with Two Tails. <laughs> And I was just thinking before when you're talking about engagements and things, you know, if you want to have a chip related one, well, they actually have curly fries. So Don't if you're thinking you, you could slip that onto someone's you finger, could. you'd be. That's in the genius. That's yeah. <laughs> genius. So it all comes back to chips. <laughs> if you've learned anything from Debones tonight, it's yes. every the world is just a circle, a circle that just leads back to chips. A spiralized <laughs> potato. <laughs> Thank you to both of you for joining us tonight. Thanks for having us. We've yeah. had a nice, wonderful to have nice you. long yarn for Debones this nice. evening, and then. Then next week on Wednesday Drive at 6pm once again, we are having the Deboned Artist Special, where we're going to be... We've never talked to an... Act, uh, we have talked to Miriam Bueller, who was who is the sub-editor um, mm. and has contributed art to Bones before, but we are talking to two of the um, front cover designers, uh, Rory Sweeney and Tash Marakva. I haven't actually asked her yet, but I'm assuming she's going to say <laughs> yes. Calling you out. Tash, if you're listening, I'd really like you to come on the show. Um... <laughs> But we're going to have a couple of artists next week anyway. So if you are interested, if you have a vested interest in Bones Magazine, make sure you tune in. Or these are always podcasted on the Radio 1 website at r1.co.nz. Have a lovely evening, guys. Thanks for coming in Thanks and chatting so to me. Thanks to everyone. You too, Riff. Thanks.